0: On today is Thursday, the 24th of January 2019. This is the Gap episode 452. I'm Luke Laurie. Job guroy is on the line. I am
1: on the line. I'm holding the line. <laughs> is, are you there, Job? Oh, uh, yeah. Calling in here uh live from Sydney. uh Why are we doing this? How many, like 450 fucking episodes? Surely we've we that have, joke. Once. Yeah, 100%. We must have. Surely. Because it's one of the maybe we never went for the low hanging fruit, and now we're 450 eps in, and it's all the, all we've got left is low hanging fruit. I think that yeah. makes
0: sense. We're trying yeah. to reinvent ourselves ten years in,
1: as uh, as a zoo crew, could we do an episode? We should do theme episodes where we just like do episodes where we, like, we could do one where we're Joe Rogan, where where the Joe Rogan experience, mm, and you yeah, can be what, what's his face, the producer guy, sure. and I'll be like Luke, pull up that clip. Love that, that clip! clip. <laughs> pull up that clip of the cat playing with the will Fumble around for ten minutes trying yeah. to get it to work. Let's do it. All right, I like it. And then we'll yeah. do a zoo crew. Uh, we could do like sound effects. Well, like, what's what's his zoo crew name? Like, uh, uh, loose Luke. It's loose Luke and the Job. We've actually we we made up names like that once, didn't we? I can't remember. Not sure. Maybe. I'm p- pretty sure we did. <clears throat> anyway. When we used to do like skits, <laughs> we did. That was terrible. That was, was four hundred and forty episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway, um,
0: I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Looking back at those episodes, all those years ago, DarkSiders and Bayonetta started this stupid trend that we've got going on now, um, where video games must come out in uh, Q1. Everyone uh, used to be quiet. Yep. Like, nothing would happen, and you'd relax, and you'd write about just news and things like that. I reckon this last week has been the busiest week I've had, like, e- compared to anything I did last year.
1: It's I reckon, been crazy. I reckon if you look back far enough, there are definitely, like, the early years of this podcast, we didn't even come back until, like, February. Because there was just <laughs> nothing to June. fucking talk about. Yeah, E3 like, uh, E3, I guess we'll come back. It's time to return. Uh, yeah. Um, but now it's like, oh uh, yeah, Darksiders, I think that one, that released like January 3 or some shit, right? That was the one that really fucked it. Yeah. Fucking THQ. Classic Stitcher. That's
0: why they're not allowed around anymore
1: because everyone's broke, like, I'm sick of it. They broke the unspoken unsp- accord. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I've done, I think,
0: four previews in the last, uh, last week, which we, we technically came, I started working again. Last week, <laughs> yeah, and I've done like four previews. It's been nuts. It's been crazy. Yeah. I went to bed one night at um about four thirty. I think it was in the morning. I was up writing um previews.
1: Fuck that.
0: Yeah, and then there's another game which we'll talk about next week, which I thought was the embargo is today. Yep, and I was like, there's no way I'm getting this done because I'm just like. So smashed. I was, I was, because I was out at like previews like two days, three days in a row, and then like having to write about it. Um, one of the previews is like literally the next day. Well, and so is one of the games we'll talk about, which is I saw yesterday's today, but I don't have to write about that one, um, which is handy because we can talk Sweet. about it on here. Okay. But it's just been like, um, some of them have been a little bit inconvenient <laughs> for their embargo times. Yeah. When they're like,
1: hey, it's tomorrow, and you're like, oh, thanks. I've noticed that is happening a lot more recently. I did have a panic. I'm going to Japan on the weekend uh, for a preview event. And I had a panic uh, because they sent the wrong NDA through at first. Right. Uh, They sent one through for a previous event. And it said uh, that I was embargoed until today. And uh, so I was in a bit of a panic because I'm like, am I flying across the world to see stuff everyone's already gonna have written about like or played <laughs> should I just like go live it up in Japan like just have fucking fun in Japan because apparently I yeah I won't be doing any work uh because I'd be writing for I'm writing I'm for Red Bull on this trip and uh if it was well they did Red Bull International dropped a whole bunch of uh, game stuff <laughs> I may have just given it away, uh, but they dropped a whole bunch of stuff today. Um, independent of this trip that I'm going on, they dro- dropped a whole bunch of Anthem stuff. And right. if Anthem were the game that I was going to Japan for, yeah. then um, then I would You'd be, be pretty annoyed. upset, right? Like, but uh, right. instead, I'm going to be seeing different stuff. And so the NDA that they sent me uh, is for a different date. Uh, but yeah. Um, where was I going with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just weird. Like, it seemed like the the NDA for that one was, like, on the fucking, like, even before I got to see it. And I've, I definitely noticed that a couple of times last year. A couple of embargoes for things that dropped uh, before I'd even had a chance to play it. And you're just like... Like, I'll definitely talk about it on The Gap, but... What, uh, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I here? How am I selling this? Right? Like... It's easy. It's easy if you're a staff writer for a place and like, especially. I think uh, I wouldn't say you've got it easy, but like, it it doesn't. There's no like challenge to pitching yeah. uh, for work uh, if if you're the only person in the vicinity you can fucking play it, uh, like you are uh, for a couple of the games we're going to talk about. Uh, but yeah, if I'm like competing with every other motherfucker. And I'm coming in two days after embargo. It's rough. Yep. Uh, but it is... Unless you've got interviews and things like that, that can be a bit different. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's always like... But... Even then, know. they're like, we're not talking about that right now. And like, here are
0: the things that we want to hit. Usually, I don't know. Sometimes those types of interview- interviews can be good. And sometimes they're just like radio you're here to talk about this new like thing that everybody else has asked the same question about
1: or they fly at someone who could never give you the answers to the questions you have you know and so it's you don't even lay the fault at the person who isn't able to answer your questions like that's not on them you you just Hmm. yeah I don't don't even know what you're supposed to ask a community manager to be honest uh how are you going to manage this community? Um, close your I eyes. Mean, <clears worry throat> I think that's changing. About shit. Like yeah. A lot. Um, when we spoke to
0: the community manager for community director, sorry, for yeah. Insomniac. Yeah. Um, I think people like that are fine. Like he's part of the development team, um, and he knows he's been there since the start, knows all the stuff. But some. And not to detract from it, but some community managers are literally just there to PR on social media. That's their job. But you get some that are, like, actually involved in the development and part of teams and, like, all that sort of thing. So sometimes it'd be good. They know what they're talking about, man. Like, we've got some good stories out of of the Insomniac stuff. Um, And there's other times where I've spoken to people that are, you know, community managers or something like that and there's usually good stuff you can get out of them but other times it's like they just don't really have much which is
1: unfortunate <laughs> it's just it's just not the job that they're they're hired to do you know right uh, and so you, you can't blame them uh for it like they're they're generally to do other stuff um yeah so yeah i don't know it's it's never it's it's always one of those things they're like oh well they want to talk to someone from the team right but yeah, and it's know, Australia who the fuck are we going to sit all the way out there and right, they do, do like, like a... A... draw straws or something and it's like <laughs> ah <laughs> yeah it's the middle of summer it's 40 fucking degrees who's going down nobody um,
0: but uh, in saying that we had um, they had three Far Cry three sorry three Far Cry developers at this event and um, they're all from uh, I believe the Canadian studio so they were pretty happy with being here because over there right now it is it is freezing. Oh, I think yeah. the first thing that they did was they said they went and went for a swim <laughs> because it was brilliant.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, as as you fucking would, right? Like, geez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're probably but... happy with being here. Yeah. Uh, still. Yeah. Still. I'd always rather it be cold than hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. On today, what is supposed to be the hottest day somewhere Adelaide well, always it's breaking Adelaide, something. right
1: it's like 50 degrees down there or some shit that's bananas fuck that shit that is stupid luckily we're not there Blood. um alright let's should we kick
0: I mean we've kicked it off but let's kick off with um some Dota I think okay this is something that um we watched last week but we didn't actually talk about it yeah we forgot to talk about it um True Sight the Dota 2 documentary on the International 2018 which was in I believe August um, in Canada, right? They moved it to Canada. Yep. This year, because the Seattle Stadium was being
1: um, renovated, so it was in Vancouver, right? Yes. Yes. Well, but there's a Vancouver that. in the states and a Vancouver in the Canada, but this is in the Canadian Vancouver, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um,
0: what they've, I, what I think they've done in the past with some of these documentaries is followed teams through their journey, or like. Um, through the sort of early group stages and then some of them have been quite lucky and gotten through to the grand finals. And I don't know if that's because they were filming all the teams doing that or if they just got lucky picking the right teams. But um, this one or the last couple in particular, they've kind of just focused on the grand final. And um, that's what this one is. It is a grand final um, sort of breakdown, looking at behind the scenes, the team's, um, talking to each other behind the scenes what happens during breaks what's happening during things like pick and ban phases um, what's going down during the game communication and uh, you get like a bit of an insight into what these teams are saying and and what's sort of going through their minds as they're playing for a 30 to 40 million dollar prize pool um, yeah man and i think it's a uh, I think it's a really cool insight. Like you don't, and you, like you don't actually get to see a lot of this stuff usually. Like how they communicate, what they're sort of get, they're going through. Because um, in my mind, I just feel like it's complete mayhem in that booth, and yep. um, and that's not really what comes across when you actually get to hear these guys talk and sort of what they're going through. They're very what seems to be quite relaxed. Um, mm. like they've maybe done this hundreds of times before, yeah. Um, and you've got you know th- tens of thousands of people in a stadium behind you, um, which it seems like you can sort of still hear that crowd. I guess you're not hearing specifics of what's going on with the other team, but you can definitely. Seems like you can hear cheering and people chanting, um, you know, for team names and things like that. Go home, OG and shit. Yes, yeah, right. And so they must still feel that pressure and like that there's people there watching them. Yeah. Um, not as much as like a, a, you know, going to a basketball game or like a, a soccer stadium filled with 80,000 people, but that that's still definitely there. A layer and, uh, removed,
1: but still far closer to the action than you would be Right. at almost any other time playing esports. Right, yeah. So it's really interesting to always see
0: how that comes across and just how different my perspe- perceptive, um, sort of what they'd be going through. Uh, yeah. Which is cool. And I think they, I think it's a great documentary. Like the way they, they show, um, like talking about strategies and picks and bands. Like that's, <laughs> it's really fun to watch. And it's a good moment. Like it's, the fact that I think that actual grand final is probably one of the best grand finals we've seen in esports history kind of yeah. helps a little bit. It wasn't yeah. like a 3 0, it was a back and forward. Um, you know, best of, uh, best of was set five, five, sorry. And it went to five, Yeah. but also you had some really tense moments where in things like game four, it went to one team was absolutely dominating and then it flipped in the last
1: couple of minutes. Things like that is, um, makes for good TV. (laughs) Like, yeah, I think they did a good job. I I do wish, I think... OG's run throughout that international, though, was it was so storied. There mm. was so much that they could have spoken about that just focusing on the grand final is it, a bit of a... Like, it's a bit of a rip-off, I guess. You know, because there's so much like, else they could have talked about. They could have talked about EG because they faced off with them, right? Mm. OG and EG, and there was fucking bad blood. There was quality bad blood. There was beef uh, in EG versus OG. Uh, they faced <laughs> off against LGD earlier. Um, they barely scraped their way into the winner's bracket. Like, they... It was it was fucking weird, right? The, the OG story is weird, because they mm. barely scraped their way into the fucking finals at all, the international at all. And then they barely scraped their way into the fucking winners bracket by coming yep. fourth in their group. And then it was like it was cl- this is like clear sailing from there. It was like, well, well we're here we now. Should let's, turn yeah. let's go to the fucking finals.
0: Um, um, but on top of that, you had the story about Anna coming out of retirement just before yeah. the uh, the international and then having their coach become a player. Yeah. <laughs> or like-
1: Thompson getting like picked from fucking Solo queue and shit like... Yeah. yeah. From a a pub star. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, there was... There's so many little bits of stories like telling that they could have used and so it does feel a little bit of a shame, like a bit of a shame for them to just go with the finals. Nevertheless, it was fantastic. Uh... I watched it with my wife Hmm. because she was working from home and I'm like, I'm watching this at lunch. Uh... You can you know have <laughs> you to watch, I guess but you'll have to go into the bedroom because <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it out on the like on the TV. I'm watching it in the lounge room. And um and so she watched it and uh she was like, Oh, I'll probably just watch a couple of minutes, I'll just eat my lunch and then go back to work. She watched the whole thing. She was fucking enthralled. Uh like because it had traditional fucking storytelling mm-hmm. Genius elements to it. The, the, like, she guessed, uh, she didn't immediately remember that OG won, even though, uh, like, she should have, uh, because I've got an OG shirt and I definitely <laughs> talked about it a lot. Uh, she didn't, but she, like, at the advent of game five, when, um, the LGD team were w- walking out and they, they seems a bit snippy at each other, she's like, they're yeah. gonna lose. Hmm. You can tell they're gonna lose. And I'm like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and she's like, yeah, look, look at, look at how good OG are with one another and look at how snippy LGD are that like LGD's already lost. And, uh, like, yeah, that, that, there was a lot, there was a lot you could learn about how LGD beat themselves out of that fucking documentary. Right. Uh, they like, obviously OG played their fucking hearts out, but they, LG were beaten at at the draft in game five because they had no fucking idea. They were sitting there like, why? Why would they pick this? Why are they
0: picking this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, they couldn't, they could not fathom uh, a win condition for OG. So how could they work out how to stop that path to victory? You know, how could they put a stop to that path to victory if they can't even imagine it? And, uh... So, yeah, they were, they were pretty screwed. That Nevertheless, I mean, they're fucking amazing. Like, I think LGD come off so awesome in that because they are so professional. Uh, they're so fucking locked in on what they want to achieve. I think it's easy to come away with the idea that OG are, you know, these plucky, uh, plucky heroes who made it work and whatever the fuck. And I think that's all true. But at the same time, LGD... Went in. They were the they were the fucking the Russian team in the Mighty Ducks three or whatever the fuck it was, whichever one where so they were. Iceland, so, right? Iceland. Like they I know the... this because I watched it like, the other day. <laughs> I watched all three of them. They were Ivan Drago up in this shit, minus you know, Peds or whatever. Like they were fucking. They were going in, locked in, destined to win. ...uh... And yeah. Uh, it seemed like as soon as their confidence shook a little, it just got extremely difficult for them to uh, accomplish that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and there's like, uh, I, what's some of my favorite moments? And I messaged you about this one. Um, there's a, there's a part in one of the rounds where OG, I think is they come back, um, from a fight and they start attacking the, the other base and, um, they end up taking, I think the, um, two of the barracks and they're fighting maybe for the top one and -hmm. there's a part where anna so their carry player goes back and initiates on their team and gets in a bit of trouble and then their position i think is position five um most likely their io jumps in and uses their ultimate ability which is um relocate and relocate tethers you to another player and then after a countdown or, or even it starts a countdown and you can then tether to a player. And the person that you play, you're tethered to, it'll transport you to wherever you've selected on the map. And so because Anna's in trouble getting attacked, they transporting back to the home base and then starts healing again. And then they're like, and then it cuts to them talking to each other and they're in this, you know, $30, $40 million tournament and they're messing around being like, hey, Arnold, you want to go back? Yeah, <laughs> that type of thing, like... Because after you relocate, there's like another, you know, countdown, eight-second countdown, or however long it is, and then IO goes back to where they left. And if the other person is still attached to them, they bring them back. But if they, they detach, then IO just goes. And it kind of like... It kind of like sacrifices your position five player, which is fine. You don't want to lose... Your position one player because they're worth more gold and experience and whatnot. So yep. he made a good move, but he was messing around, being like, "Hey, do you want to go back?" And Anna's <laughs> like, "Fuck no." <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like they're just messing around in that game. Like that's they're having fun still.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a pretty stark difference between the two teams.
0: Yeah, and there's another moment where, where uh, during the drafting phase, like they didn't know what they were going to pick, and they were just like, "I don't know you pick whatever whatever you feel like you want to play, you play it." Yeah. And he's like, I want to play Ember. He's like, we'll, we'll play Ember and we'll win then. And they played Ember. And that was game five. That was yeah. the last game. They they didn't have any strategy other than, hey, Anna, what do you want to play today?
1: Yeah.
0: Anna said, yeah. I want to play Ember. They picked Ember and Anna went on a rampage.
1: Yeah. A slider of fist rampage.
0: Yeah. They weren't sitting there being like, Here, this is what that we're going to use. We're going to try and count this, blah, blah, blah. They just so casual, such a different contrast between the two teams.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think that level of confidence really showed, you know, like that, that was, that was the big takeaway. I liked uh, one of the things you didn't mention, but they do, they did all this uh, oh, yeah. CG stuff where they animated like moments from a different perspective. And uh, yeah, so they got the, the axe save moment uh, from Seb um that might be like the the moment of that tournament in particular um, that, that's all just in game was it yeah that that's in game.
0: like that's how the, have you seen the in-game cinematics that people create they do like a
1: movie um oh right i thought you meant it was in yeah no no i get you yeah, yeah. like a um, machinima although yeah that's what it is been shut down i guess um <laughs> yeah no uh yeah no absolutely and but i, I thought it was a really good like you know, addition uh, to the... You're not seeing the normal top-down... Yeah.
0: ...kind of what's happening.
1: Altering the perspective so that, yeah, you get a different idea of, like, it really conveys the epicness of the situation in particular. Hmm. Um, Yeah. That was pretty good. Uh, Yeah. It was just... It was all around pretty good. There was... Yeah, I I guess... My... Yeah, my only gripe is that there was so much to that run uh, that you could also talk about, you know, yeah, true site two
0: or something. Like yeah. That.
1: The rest of the international. Um, yeah, there's so much to it and yeah, it was, it was really like really worth watching though. If you haven't watched it, definitely check it out. Uh, even if you don't have a huge, uh, interest in Dota, I don't think it matters. Cause like I said, my wife worked it all out. Uh, so yeah, I don't see why. Uh, anyone else couldn't because uh, she's got no interest in Dota at all um, but she yeah anyone can appreciate great competition
0: right Yeah, I don't think it, it, doesn't get, it doesn't get too heavy into like the intricacies of like what's going on and like the plays they occasionally show some big stuff and then kind of what the players are saying about that but otherwise it's a lot of you know behind the scenes stuff as well yep which is yeah which is good um yeah, man. I enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. Really good yep. to watch. Yep. Alright, what well, can we talk about games-wise? Uh, let's go with... Uh, do we have anything to talk about with Sea of Anything extra? I know we played a little bit.
1: Uh, I don't think so. Um, I went on... Uh, oh, Check out check out my video. Race is the worst pirate ever. <laughs> okay. um, you feature in it, Luke, if you haven't watched it. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. Yeah, did you see the end? Where you were the worst pirate ever. I can't remember. You mustn't. You mustn't have watched all the way to the end. Unbelievable. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, been playing with uh, Racy a bunch uh, and his <laughs> mate Savaka.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Savaka's a streamer who has a friend who is like a pirate legend ah. who goes in and like gives him a pirate legend quest. And then we'll go slaves. play play with his other friends. Right, cool. And so Savarka so can do like Athena quests. <laughs> um, so I joined in on one of those. Uh, it was pretty interesting. They're fucking epic. I came in apparently in the last leg, and it was still hectic, like super involved. Are uh, you like fighting skeletons and things like that? Skeletons digging. Uh, shit! Tons of chests. Like. Fuck tons of chests, hmm. um, yeah. Like there's there's heaps of shit going on. Uh, we were doing a, I think it's Ashen Athena quest, uh, right. so that means we had to do it in the Devil's Butthole. Uh, so you would have you you would have loved it because uh, <laughs> fucking volcanoes popped off at least six times that we attempted to land somewhere, uh, yep. make landfall. But yeah, um, yeah, it was just a. Uh, it's good fun. I I still enjoy it. Uh I one thing I did notice, because uh, 'cause I've been reading up on Sea of Thieves, uh quite a bit. <laughs>
2: is,
1: hey? You you you've got spreadsheets going now. Uh, oh uh oh, I'm I'm not there yet, but uh fuck. Ever like the meta, apparently the meta is uh the two gun meta. Yeah, saying, yeah. Uh, They've got to change that. Yeah, they have to. It's disgusting. Um the other, the other meta is Sneaking Meta uh, I saw people were talking about oh yeah the Sneaking Meta uh, and then someone was like what what's Sneaking Meta and they're like oh Summit invented this style of play where you sneak onto people's boats I'm like motherfucking what Summit been invented what ages. literally everyone did that <laughs> yeah. the entire time what have these motherfuckers been doing in this game if they have not been sneaking onto other people's boats That's 99% of why I play Sea of Thieves. Like, it drives me bananas when I'm the only motherfucker competent enough to drive a fucking boat. Because I'd much rather be on the other boat, like, sneaking on board. Because if you're not on the boat, Joe, we're on land. I know! (laughs) It's infuriating, but, uh, at least, you know, turning a wheel is fun as well.
0: Yeah. Um... yeah. Speaking of Summit, the Sea of Thieves has gone off like the oh, last yeah. two two weeks or something. Like, it's a it's, um, back up there in, in terms of like Twitch views. I think Summit, I was reading like Summit's maybe taken over Ninja. I don't know how true that was. He did respond to it and he was just like, oh, you know, we, we don't really know that type of thing. But yeah, man, I like s- all the
1: big streamers have been back on Sea of Thieves again. Well, I saw Ninja switch to it yeah. yesterday. So i mean yeah there's uh there's a swing doing something right. it's it's definitely like it's definitely one of those games where it is entertaining there's downtime i mean it's different to uh i guess uh, some other games in that sense uh there is a bit of downtime you, there is time to chat and stuff like that uh on the flip side when it pops off it's it's high octane action and it's quite quite exciting I mean yeah I don't watch any twitch streams except for esports right. I don't know how the fuck Sea of Thieves Arena is gonna work uh, I've no idea uh, it doesn't f- like mentally make sense to me as an esport uh, because I mean it'd be like DayZ esports just wouldn't ever work really but um, yeah yeah it's like I can see why people would enjoy watching it hmm. and uh, yeah they've done enough almost enough I think uh, to get it to a place where it is exactly what they always want it to be Right. they just need to go I think we, we've spoken about what they need to do to make it more to encourage uh, interactions more you know uh, have social interactions that don't involve murder
0: Yeah, just griefing for the... Yeah. Griefing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to this next patch. I don't know when it's dropping, but they haven't done a patch since, like, November. Yeah, they... Other than the one they did maybe last week where they changed the way the file structure worked. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're downloading, like, patches for the game and it's sort of patching the game as opposed to adding onto the game. (laughs) So you ended up with these file sizes that were kind of expanding quite large. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good and apparently it'll let them do patches quicker which is good because I mean that's something that'd be awesome in in games like Battlefield where I feel like Battlefield has been a game where they've rolled out updates and then rather than patching it like that one they did a while back it was pretty broken and they couldn't patch it so they just rolled it back whereas this last one that they released um, Chapter 2 there's big bugs in that one and they haven't patched it at all yet it's it drives me insane um yeah it's it's so strange
1: like yeah it's it's definitely one of those it definitely has to change from that perspective oh fuck they need to capitalize on all this attention yeah Mm. yeah man
0: keep that keep it rolling and i think um if they keep doing that then because i'm still having fun with it i like jumping in um even just running around solo, just doing a voyage and going to an island and digging um for holes. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun. because uh, yeah. you don't know what you're gonna come across like yeah across. It's just it's just so rare. My favorite I did watch this um I, I watched a highlight from Doctor Disrespect and he mm-hmm. jumped back in or he jumped in and was learning to play and he got krakened like as soon as he left. He didn't know what was going on. Like he just fired it up. And, so, and I'm like, that is I feel like a developer was watching and was like, watch this. And did something and made that happen. Yeah. Um anyway, so yeah, go see it, these. Yep. Very good. Um Next. we'll talk about Katana Zero. Oh yeah. I um so we both got a code for this and I believe it was announced at PAX. Packs South is that the one? Maybe so. Yeah. Um, over the weekend, and uh, yeah, man. So we got some, we got some codes for this, and I don't know how much was on display at PAX, whether or not it was the same demo. I, but we we've gotten the code, and it's a pretty big chunk of it. I've played a, a couple hours. Um, I looks like you've played a, a couple as well. Do you want to talk about sort of what it is? Exactly. Yeah,
1: it's a, um, it's a. It's like a it's a Mark of the Ninja type game where you sort of it's a side-scrolling platformer type dealio where it's focused on combat, um, and you play this this weeb dude uh, who is able to sort of rewind time and so and he's also able to see through time or see see the future or something like that basically. Uh, It's like pre-cognitive abilities, something like that. And so what he's able to do is he's able to do a level until he successfully completes it. And then he's able to use that version of reality, I guess, uh, as, as his preferred reality. Uh, and, and that's basically it. Uh, you've got a sword and you're able to pick up items to throw them, but that's about it. There's no guns or anything like that. Um, and yeah it's it is like it is one of those murderous puzzle games in the same vein as mark the ninja or that other game that i got obsessed with for a little while dead dead death, death, dead 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 deadbolt uh like definitely like very much in the same vein um yeah, you're just trying to solve the puzzle of each level and each level mm. is constructed in such a way as to make you think about the construction, the layout of it to to get through it. Um, yeah, because, I mean, at the start of the game,
0: at least, the bits that I've played, the puzzles are usually can be quite quick. They can be over in like five seconds. But it might take you minutes to solve type thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah um and it it does like it replays how you've gone through it at the end like how you've played through the level at the end and you can mm. slow down time but when it does the replay it does it at regular speed which is cool um so it just sort of makes you look like a badass you're like doing that grabbing a a bowl. mug and throwing <laughs> it at someone and then chopping another person and then sliding underneath sorry rolling underneath someone and yeah there's like elements of the game that you need to properly understand to fully accomplish the fully solve the puzzles like the ability to roll um your iframes while you're rolling you're invincible Mm -hmm. uh and the ability to like chop bullets back at their like where they were fired from yeah um yeah that kind of stuff it takes a bit of doing to get to a point where, uh, yeah, you fully master that kind of stuff. But once you get there, it's, it's good. Uh, there's some interesting storytelling. Uh, there's definitely an interesting story in there. There's a lot of story. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, it takes, takes a bit of digging before, like, until you can get sort of to the meat of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, I believe we're not allowed to talk about that
0: stuff right i think we can then what we were allowed to talk about was up until the first boss
1: yeah i honestly don't know who that is exactly i
0: haven't seen him yet
1: i and i feel like i've seen a couple of bosses so i'm pretty confused yeah, uh, none of them look like the picture, the image I was shown of what the first boss looks like. So yeah. uh, this game is a lot bigger than I thought, and I've just fought a lot of sub bosses. Yeah, or uh, yeah, uh, the picture is incorrect. But uh, anyway, uh, so we, we'll just avoid the story uh, and basically, sure. yeah, it's just uh, it's a good puzzle, like a really good violent puzzle game in with a weird famous. story. With yeah, <laughs> uh, quite a weird story, and there's a bit of like, there's a bit of. It's like RPG ish, like your choice stuff going on. Yeah, out, right? you're like, like
0: you're given choices and you can choose them. And I don't know if it's affecting the story at all, but it seems like it
1: is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there are some that definitely well, actually they one hundred percent are. Yeah. Uh I don't know if I can talk about which, but uh yeah, like there definitely are some choices that affect the story and that's pretty cool. Uh, the, um, I think the way that it does
0: like the aesthetic of some of those choices as well the way it, it's when you select them or if you interrupt them is a really cool effect yeah because it's all text based like there's no talking yeah um, sorry there's no voice dialogue or anything you're sort of yeah. just reading text and choosing text prompts that come up on the display but the way it should it shows that on the screen um, is interesting and the way that like it's also overlays sound effects to sort of like give you an idea of what's going on is is interesting because um, it sort of adds that dynamic a little bit. Yeah, um, my only criticism is, and and this is obviously we're, we're playing a preview build of a game that's just been announced and it's not the final version. Um, I'm a little bit confused about at the moment the the replay system where you complete a game you complete a mission and it shows you to replay what happened. It's um it's I don't know man like I'm just not I don't know why we're having to see that all the time at the point of the game that I'm at I don't know if I'm missing something yet or if it's not completed um but very early on like I feel like it's just it doesn't add that much to to what's going on
1: like I I think it's mostly to get you accustomed to the concepts but yeah I don't I I don't think it adds that much like you're not you're not very firing right
0: yeah i mean I've, i think i'm up to level six if that is any indication do you, you don't know what i'm talking about do you not level six no either, oh, right. okay when you go to like the continue or new game or whatever there's like tapes that you can put in and it's like i guess i'm six oh, mini oh bosses yeah okay. in. um but I'm, i don't feel like i'm at a point where i'm like oh okay yeah that was cool i understand why they're showing me now that and it's sped off like I'm still using the slow down stuff but it gets it can get kind of tedious sometimes um unless they're going to add something more to it or it changes the, like cuz at the top of the screen there is a a um like a time limit on how long you've got to finish that map or that um that level and at the moment that bar is very long like it's not getting shorter and so I'm not I'm not sure where they're going with it at at the time being um hmm. But otherwise, that's it. That's the only thing I'm like, I'm interested to kind of see how they evolve that part. Like, if they end up just scrapping it completely. I guess it's there to give you the notion of that, like, you're replaying these events. And then you're not actually playing that event. You're using your your abilities to sort of see how it could play out. And then it's like, oh, no, that it didn't work that way. Let's go back and I'll show you how it really worked. Like, I guess the Prince of Persia thing where, oh, that's not how it happens. And then it reloads. Oh, and yeah, okay. Like... Uh, Sands of Time was the, the game they sort of did that um, whereas in a game like Super Meat Boy which we talked about last week um, they do the replay system but at the same time they're showing you all of your playthroughs at, at the same time and kind of what's going on so it, it makes for like this little fun um, like oh here's all the ways that I died and then it like this, the progression of showing you how you um, completed that level of like Here's where I started. Here's all the times that I did this bit, and then I got passed out. Bit like you can sort of see you figuring out how to beat that level. Whereas this is just kind of like just showing you you beat the level without anything. I really just think it's it's supposed to be cool. I think it's just yeah. supposed to be like a cool addition. But I'm just I have not. I'm skipping it every time it pops up. Yeah, um, me too. There are moments
1: where there. are... I've watched uh, it once, I think.
0: Like the uh, the 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 one in the prison where it doesn't show you your replay. I think yep. that's an interesting concept um, yep. things like that but otherwise I don't think it's adding a, like a huge amount to the game so far mm-hmm. where, where it's at anyway um, but I think that, yeah I think it's really cool So it's really stylish um, I didn't expect it to have as much story as what I'm getting the um, and the story that it is telling is interesting and unique yep. um, and weird and I don't know where they're going with it like I, I don't have any ideas what's going on um but yeah man it seems quite interesting
1: yeah uh definitely definitely keen to play more of it and get to the bottom of it uh i just really like like that sort of i i had it on my wish list uh way before we even got a code for it so i i like i was i've been following it for a while um it's i love these sorts of games like Mm. the market of the ninja style game it really gels with me uh so yeah I'll definitely continue to play it. I just have no idea how much we're allowed to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, If we get in
0: trouble, we can just say we didn't see the... We won't get in trouble. We'll be fine. We said positive
1: things about it. Oh, look at this guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So
0: that was called uh, Katana Zero. It's from um, Devolver Digital.
1: Yeah. Is it out? It is not yet available. Oh, that's a bummer. It's uh, available in March twenty nineteen. You right. can't purchase it. <laughs> okay. Gold. Um but yeah. From it's ASCII soft. ASCII soft, yeah. ASCII soft. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, definitely uh I could like yeah, I'll probably play it more when we finish this. Right. Um anyway, mm-hmm. chuck it in your wish list, I reckon. Uh just to keep an eye on it. If it's if those are your sorts of games, all right. What's next? Uh, I'm not. Next... I'm not fucking needed for the rest of this you podcast. Go, you can go have a snooze. I go back to fighting on Twitter. Um, I yeah. So I haven't played anything. I, I haven't played fucking anything this week. Uh, I played Battlefield and Bitter Sea of Thieves and more Brawl Stars, and that's about it. Uh, So I haven't played anything new, really. So I've got nothing. So let's hear Luke talk about Trials Rising. So yeah, Trials Rising. Which one... Have you played all of them? Or, like, how familiar are you? I've played all of them. Uh, I'm extremely familiar with them. Uh, I like to say that I'm quite good at at Trials games. But, uh... (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, As good as you can be, I guess, at a game where... Ultimately... Uh... The only person you're competing against is yourself, and you just need to actually finish finish a, a level. Really, I never really got into like only only in the sense that I wanted to stick it to people who did take the leaderboard extremely seriously. Uh, then I took it quite seriously. Then I was all about beating other people on the leaderboard, uh, but that was more, you know, sticking it to people than it was. Genuinely caring about the leaderboards, uh, mostly if I finish a, a level, uh, I'm happy, right? Like, with a good time, you know, the gold time or whatever the fuck it was. As long as I can get a good time, that's it. That's all I really need out of every level. I don't, yeah, you know, I don't feel the sense of competition except against myself yeah. in trials games. I think we were talking, we're talking about a game the other, the other week, right? That had. A sort of trials-ish sense. Maybe it's in the fucking list. Maybe it's in the list. We did
0: talk about trials rising (laughs) a couple weeks back. No. I think it was last year sometime. No. No? No. Uh,
1: I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it in the list. I I don't know. But I was like... it's Yeah, it's just definitely not the first time I've gotten the... That similar feeling of, you know... Pursuing competition against myself first and foremost versus anything else.
0: Anyway, yeah, Trials Rising. So yeah, trials, trials Rising. Trials is a uh, like a two D, two point five D, racing game um, based off of a, a sport called motorcycle trials. Um, you might have seen it on TV where it's just dudes on bikes or ladies, dudes and ladies uh, on bikes um, doing crazy like jumping on rocks and like trying to complete a course off of stupid obstacles and i guess the quickest time as possible without sort of touching the grounds and um this is sort of like ubisoft's take on it they've been making these games for a really long time and it is extremely arcadey um but also ridiculously over the top with um like it's not it's not exactly based on that where it's like you're out in the forest and jumping on giant rocks it is you're out in ridiculous locations like themed locations doing yep. stupid backflips over dumb obstacles and explosions are going off in the backgrounds with um with these ridiculous physics and things that just don't make any sense and um yeah that's kind of like that's the game <laughs> this is charles rising is um is the latest game since I think the last one was about four years ago. And that was received wow. pretty well. Yeah. Um so they've been working on this one for quite a while. Yep. And I think they've done like they've done a couple of spin offs with like the Blood Dragon stuff. Um like sort of smallish games, but not like a fully fledged trials yep. like game. Um so yeah, this is they've been working on this one for a while. And it is surprisingly a lot of fun for me because I've not really played a trials game before. I've, right. I've sort of played it at, um, like people's, your like your house for a couple of minutes or like at events, um, yep. where it's been on like an, an exhibition floor or something like that. Um, I've never played it at a preview session before. Mm-hmm. Um, I did talk about this at the end of last year when I got into the closed, I think I talked about it, the closed beta. I definitely played it and I had a lot of fun back then. And so this is kind of like my first sit down with a trials game where I've actually spent some time with it as opposed to two, three minutes. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is uh very different sort of what I expected it to be. And it is a lot of fun. The, um, the i guess its core idea as you said before is sort of getting from start to finish and earning these medals but doing it as quickly as possible and as smoothly as possible and that's kind of like where the replay factor sort of comes into it Um, because you can finish a a track stage but depending on how well you did or how quickly you did that time you can then go back and do it again and sort of like perfect it like and the idea is you, you've got these very basic, simple controls. There's like your acceleration or your throttle control. Um, there is a brake control, and sort of your controlling your bo- your movement on the bike, like your pitch, um, like up and down. And that's about as basic as those controls get. But you've got to think about like you're not just holding the accelerator down the entire time and just gunning it. Like if there's certain ramps, you really want to hit the the peaks and make sure you land your bike flat and get you know make sure it's landed on the correct angle so that you get the most speed out of it and that's sort of learning the track and trying to figure out what the fastest lines are in order to, to finish it as quickly as possible uh and then like the competitive nature comes down in because you start playing for like you said your leaderboards and against yeah. your friends and then being able to see their ghosts on the track and sort of how they did that track and um how quick like what Lines their writer took by looking at their ghosts, um, and that's kind of where it all sort of comes together. And that's, I guess, can get competitive as well. But at the same time, it's still very fun. Um, the The game that they've got is sort of set up to be like a world map, and they start you off with this tutorial system. It's mm. called University Trials, and people would have seen this if they watched the E3 reveal video, where they um, they brought out an Australian content creator called professor fat shady. Yep. And he is a, uh, a trials content creator. who has been making videos for, um, a very long time. (laughs) And he basically teaches people how to play the game in his content videos or how to like, how to do specific bits in a track. Like here's how you get over this obstacle or here's what you should be doing. And he's just been doing that as like a hobby and, um, doing that fun and they brought him on board to create the tutorial system in the game and um, and create these courses and and sort of teach people how to play it from a basic level but then also here's some advanced techniques and then um, so that's kind of cool like people taking their passion or their hobby and turning it into like being able to put that in a video game um, so i had a chance to talk to him he was at the event um, he doesn't do this full-time like he's got a a, a a job like a full-time job and he does these videos part time and he's also working with um, with Ubisoft part-time as well so that's uh, an interesting like I don't like, I don't know any of any Australians that have sort of made that transition yeah um, to sort of making content about video games and then being like I'm gonna do make a game on the side with these people like one of the biggest shooters in the world so yeah that's kind of cool um, But so you start off and it's like he, he gives you this explanation of how, here's how you accelerate, here's how you use your throttle control because you don't always want to be going 100% of the time yeah. um, and then from there it sort of puts you into some easy tracks and then you finish the easy track and then it unlocks more tracks as you get more medals and uh, yeah it just keeps on sort of progressing as the game goes on things sort of ramp up a bit, they get a bit harder and harder as you go through there are things like uh, tournaments in the game where you'll play a series of races and uh, you'll earn, earn medals for each race and at the end of that totals it up. So it's sort of just like a normal mini tournament. There are like mini games in the game as well. Um, the one that I played was uh, you jump off of a ramp and sort of bail from your bike and land on some exploding barrels and you need to boost yourself as far as possible and see... Like there are markings on the um on the grounds and see how far you can get like I got hundred and fifty meters so yep. there's stupid things like that in the game um each sort of track is themed um has like a specific theme to it like you'll start i think the very first one is like a in like a in like a foresty area like your traditional sort of motorcycle trials what you'd expect from that sort of sport and then it sort of starts ramping up and you're in a construction site or an amusement park. Um, There was a, like a, an aircraft carrier at one point where you're riding on this aircraft carrier and all of a sudden you're in the back of a plane that's in the air and you're jumping across these ridiculous ramps and on the back of like floating, like cars that are attached to the back of this plane, like really stupid fast, like something you see in the fast and furious kind of thing. Um, yep. dumb cool. over the top stuff. There was my favourite one was the Hollywood film set, and this one was cool because it had at one point a bit where you went through uh, like a in, the inside of a studio lot that was all built built out in like blue screen, like bits, there were bits of walls with blue on it, and then objects in the environment you're jumping over, and then all of a sudden when you're in this this lot, the screen sort of flickers. And then the blue screen disappears and there's giant aliens like walking around and shooting lasers as you're doing these crazy flips and jumping through all these obstacles. Um, and then once you get past that area, the screen flickers and then you see the blue screen kick back in and then off you ride it goes again. Just like really cool moments like that where it sort of adds, like they don't need to do anything like that, but it's sort of, they throw this stuff in the background that sort of sets it off and you, it really makes it feel unique and different to any of the other tracks that you've seen so that stuff is really cool and um nice yeah just it just feels like unique every sort of track that you jump in and do um and it seems to be a good progression from very easy to i think extreme is like as high as it goes it's like easy medium hard and then maybe extreme i did do one of the extreme maps didn't finish it um Nate was in my session. He was sitting next to me and he couldn't get past the first checkpoint because each track is sort of split up into checkpoints. When you get to a checkpoint, um, if you fall off your bike or anything like that, then it puts you back to the checkpoint. He couldn't get past the first jump. Uh, and I think he spent like 70 or 80 tries, retries trying to get to this jump. Um, nice. I managed to get three or four checkpoints through. I didn't get halfway so it can be quite difficult, but that's coming from somebody that's never played a trials game before. Yep. Um, and the cool thing was, uh, it gave the opportunity for Professor Fat Shady, who was there, to bring up one like, one of the videos he was working on his YouTube channel for. It was like, yeah. oh, I've got a tutorial on how to do this specific like jump on this map. Like, do you want to watch it quickly and just give me some feedback? And like, he whipped it up on his phone. And like showed me the video, and I watched it. and I was like, "All right, cool." And then jump back in the game and like started getting to that point. So I was like, "Okay, that's cool. That's handy." Um, like I could kind of see what movement he was doing on the bike, and then sort of replicate that because there is a on-screen indicator that you can switch on that will show you like throttle control and what direction of the stick you're moving in, uh, whether or not you're applying brake pressure to the to the bike, and then so he can have that on the screen while doing these jumps and then it shows the player that's watching the video exactly their movements they're doing as opposed to just looking at the bike and thinking well are they accelerating or is the guy braking like what is he doing with the bike exactly are they pressing right and then back quickly are they just holding right all the way and then letting go back to dead center of the control stick um so that sort of stuff really gives you a good indicator of what's going on on the screen that sort of is making the rider on the bike do those movements which is cool it's pretty cool that they added that i don't i don't know if they've added in the it
1: previous ones, I don't know.
0: yeah but that was something cool that was in the game yeah. um so yeah it does get quite hard and um i'm not saying that like again like this is a we played it for three hours and um you know i i didn't take the approach that everybody else would to get to that stage of extreme i, I we played a couple of uh tracks and then he used a like a development console to unlock some of the other maps and that's like, that's not the route that people would normally take. So I went from some of the easy medium tracks and was like, all right, let's see how stupid this gets. Like, let's go to the, the extreme one and try and play this. So it's not, it wasn't difficult because it was just way too hard. Um, we were just trying it out to see what would happen. That's not the normal path people would, would get
1: into. Um, Your old pal Jobo would have fucking smashed it. I'm yeah, there was good at this. There was a game.
0: guy there that um, had played Trials yeah. games before and he finished that track. So, it, it, it's entirely easy to do.
1: One of, like, a couple of my most popular YouTube videos are uh, how to beat some of Trials HD's tougher tracks. Wow. Uh, it's, like, definitely something that people struggle with pretty mightily. Mm. Like, uh, it's definitely... Like, they get fucking tough. Uh, one of the videos I have, it took me 180 attempts right. to finish. And I was, like... The best thing about Trials, I I, I fucking would hope it's still like this. But you can reset to a checkpoint with a push of a button real fucking quick. And, uh, like, it's instant. And uh, so there's no, like, there's no downtime. There's no loading. There's no fucking, uh, it's just like, okay, I goofed. That's fine. And, like, on some of these, it's not even about, like, you need it you need to be able to instantly uh, to bail so that you don't attempt when you've got no fucking hope. Like there there are some where you are on a box that is slightly wider. Like the checkpoint is on a box that is slightly wider than the bike itself. Hmm. So you need to roll backwards like half a centimeter and then power forward, bring your fucking front wheel up and then use that momentum to bunny hop your way up to another level of fucking box, and then yep. drag your fucking self up those boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you like, you might—if you weren't able to instantly reset—you uh, might never necessarily get there because you would continue to try uh, to like from from the get go. You wouldn't do the rock back necessarily, yeah, because you can't like you can churn through like fifteen attempts from the standing start uh in the space of like a second and you can work out real quick that it doesn't work. Hmm. But if there was a loading or if there was like a uh, fucking pause and those those fifteen attempts take ten seconds in Trials H D, if they took like fucking thirty seconds, yeah you'd get disheartened real quick. Right. Um that doesn't happen though. That's... No,
0: and and that's the same as this one. There's two buttons. There's a reset to checkpoint, which is instantaneous, and there's a restart map, which is also instantaneous. Yeah. Um, so that helps a lot because you are definitely going to be using that button <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. The heaps. Uh, yeah. The um, what else can I talk about? The other things they've got in like tons of customization. I made my dude look like the Hulk. Um, oh, yeah. He had no shirt on. He had purple shorts, and his skin was green. Um, you're not allowed to take the helmet off because that is against safety rules. It won't of let course. you do that in the game. Sure. So I had a helmet on. Um, uh, after you sort of finished each track, you um, you collect the medals, and then you sort of progress in in like levels or rankings. Like you start off as level one, and you work your way up. Uh, and I think you're getting. Um, cosmetic drops during that time uh, so there are there are loot boxes or, or like crates that you can unlock and that's all cosmetic items there's like hundreds of stickers and different outfits um, that you can sort of customize your character with or you customize your bike with um, sort of each component is broken down on, on your character whether it be shirts pants um, hats boots that sort type of thing and the same for the bike. You can change the look of the uh, parts of the bike. And so, as far as I'm aware that I saw, there were no, like, unlocking buy-your-own-bikes. It seemed to be... I'm guessing there's... It definitely seems like there's going to be a buying crate system, uh, but it's purely cosmetic, as far as I'm aware. Like, you can buy cosmetic stuff. Otherwise, you're getting cosmetics in the game as you progress. The, uh, The... um. You do unlock other bikes, but that's through progression of like you're now level ten. So here's a bike that's got uh, it's more powerful, but the controls a bit slower. Yep. Or um, here's a push bike. The controls pretty good, but the speed is a bit shit.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, there is the donkey bike. I believe that is a returning bike. It's a tiny bike that handles like tiny, crap. Yeah. Yep. It's terrible. Yep. Nate. Yep. Nate and I had. Um, so there's multiplayer as well oh, yeah. Nate and I had a race I smashed him on every single race except <laughs> for the one where he's like choose the donkey bike I was like alright what's that and we picked the donkey bike and he fucking belted me on it because I didn't know what was happening I'm like this bike is terrible what, are you, what have you done to me alright <laughs> let's go so that was fun there's a new bike that I've added called the tandem bike and this is one of the best things it might win game of the year it is just the <laughs> bike it is a bike where two people control it at the same time it is. I believe it's only for local co-op. I don't think it's multiplayer over the internet. Okay. I could be Bummer. wrong about that, but I, sure. we we were playing it local co-op, and um, they made maybe us play. Maybe we
1: can use maybe we can use Parsec to do it over the internet if we have to. Right.
0: Well, they made it. They made us play it local co-op. And I'm pretty sure they said it's only local. So. Okay. The way that, uh, as I said before, pretty basic ex- throttle control, brake, and then you use the sticks to sort of move you pitch up and down that's the same with two players, except you're sort of fighting for control. If you're pressing forward and I'm pressing forward, then we'll go forward. Uh, the bike will spin forward. If I'm pressing back and you're pressing forward, maybe the bike goes nowhere. or if like you start pressing forward and then a split second later I start pressing backwards, maybe we're still going forward a little bit because I was out of time um right if you're pressing accelerate and i'm pressing so like we both go far we go 120 percent speed which is like the added benefit of that and so you sort of have to work together not necessarily being like back forward like type of thing but sort of just playing it how you'd normally play and, and it should hopefully work out like the right path and sometimes you might get into an obstacle and you're like all right we've got to actually figure this out let's let's press back then forward to see if we can jump this part and then yeah man it's it's ridiculous fun man it's so good the the ridiculous like playing it for fun and just seeing how crazy things get but then also when it works like when you are on point with your partner it's it's so strange because like you are you're racing now and it's you're getting past checkpoints without falling over and like it's it's really um an interesting way of doing that and a lot of fun because it to me it feels like a really good party game that you go around somebody's house yeah. and all right, well, let's put on trials rising and let's play, let's have a couple of drinks and play the tandem bike. Um, Cause you've got these <laughs> yeah. crazy maps that are already ridiculous. There's um, crazy physics going on. There's cool looking environments. And then all of a sudden you throw in a tandem bike where anything can happen. It's, it's uh, a lot of fun. So I think um, that'll be a big hit with people because Every everyone that was playing it that day was having an immense amount of fun, just doing these crazy tricks and yeah, um, nice, yeah. And you can sort of fuck with people as well, like just keep holding the back button. It's like, why are we doing backflips all the time now? It's because oh, I'm holding back. Gold, <laughs> yeah. So cool. t- tandem bikes, are awesome, really good fun. The nice. um the other multiplayer, the online multiplayer, is just traditional, like play through the races, um whoever gets gold, silver, bronze gets a certain amount of points and at the end of the total like sorry, end of the races then totals up and the winner gets gets uh, I don't know first place The um, it's like a here's a bunch of maps you can choose from and whoever votes on the maps that'll be the, the race you play um, if it's a tied sort of selection then it's coin flip so you, it's not like it's one person picking all the maps you can sort of just play it how you want to play sorry just kind of you get to choose you get some saying it um what else is there there the map editor there's map editor in the game um the map editor that's in the actual game is the map editor that they use to create the tracks for the development team so it's exactly the same it's not like it's a toned down version of um the map editor like this is what they use to create tracks in the game and we we jumped in had a quick look um it's sort of, there's this giant map in in the uh, world that you can sort of float, like your camera around in. There's different environments like the snowy area or the deserty area and the grassy. And you can sort of pick whereabouts you want to set up your track and then you yeah. start importing objects. Um, they've got over 8,000 objects, I was saying. And yep. they've pretty much just grabbed all the objects from not not also the game, like Trials Rising, but all the other games they have put out. Things like the blood dragon game or uh trials oh, yeah. evolution so all the all the objects and by objects i mean um like background environments or like ramps and jumps and uh, crazy things in the world like all that stuff you can sort of put in there and and uh play with it and then there's your like where the camera is going to be what the line of the track is um it, it, like physics and environmental effects and what happens when you get to this point like all the scripting stuff it is all in there for you to do and um i went and watched some of the uh some of the videos of the developers stream during the week and and they sort of like hey here's us making one of the levels and it's them like taking one of the other developers through like hey can you beat this type thing and the script it like when you zoom out to the map editor and you see like what sort of is involved in a proper map like there is so much crazy things going on and then like this dude is like editing it on the fly like that's that's how they make their maps and that's how everybody else is going to be able to make their maps and that's where the kind of like the longevity of this game will end up being is the, the content creation from people and um it'll like if if that sort of allows people to keep playing it then that's cool because uh, like people obviously get probably a bit stale of the old stuff like the same maps over and over again but if there's a strong community out there and yep. people can design their own stuff and same in the much way of um uh the like mario brothers game that i can't remember mario maker like that yeah the popularity yep. of that game was making your own mario levels and giving it to your friends and seeing they could beat it type thing so um there's definitely potential there uh, i had a crack at making something extremely quickly mine sucked but the complexity that some of these maps can get um, from what I've seen already looks, looks insane. So that's, I'm sure, very appealing to, to people out there that are very hardcore Trials fans. So that's cool. Um, yeah, hell yeah. The other thing I played was the Nintendo Switch version, which is also coming out at the same time. The game doesn't look as pretty as what it does on console slash PC. For yep. obvious reasons is that that console is not as powerful, um, but still seems to work pretty well. I believe it's a different developer that's ported across, um, but it's still like a Ubisoft team. Right. And uh, from what I can tell, the differences is that the throttle control on the um, Nintendo Switch controllers aren't like pressure sensitive. No. It's it's like a, uh, the way that that works is if you're pressing down, then you're going. Um, right. So the throttle control works a bit differently. They've got it mapped to one of the control sticks. If you want to use it that way, right. If you're just playing it casually, then you can still use the accelerate and brake. You've just got to sort of manage it a bit better. Otherwise it's on the control stick. Um, there are games that do it that way or that games used to do it that way. When we didn't have the, like you're pressing 80% throttle at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it seems to work fine. Um, it's. It's like it's not the preferred platform that I play it on, but it's definitely appealing for people that want to be playing it on the go or they're out because it fits for that game really well. Like it's a, you can finish a track in two or three minutes. It's the type sure. of thing you can take out on the road with you, um, download a new map, and. I think control play is
1: such a critical element to the game, though that I don't know that I'd want to sacrifice it just for portability. Yeah. Well, but you can still do it. It's just on the control stick. That doesn't appeal to me even a little bit. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, define analog control of a trigger. And then, like, how do you shift your weight if that's on the control stick? It's on the other stick, I think. I don't know. On this one? On lefty? Yeah, maybe. I can't remember.
0: Something like that. Mm, yeah, no. I think you can... I think you just switch it. I don't think that's a default mode. It sort of just switches. It's going to um, be a no from me, dog. And then you can also... Uh, so Nate and I played it on the one switch. Um, like you pull the controllers apart. You know how you normally set up the Nintendo controls, and it flips around. It's like a little, little tiny, tiny controller. You can play that way as well. Right. Obviously, okay. you lose the throttle control completely because you've only got one stick. Yeah. But... Yeah, if you're at a, on a bus or something like that with somebody, I just wouldn't do it. It yeah. just doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah, cool. But I think that's all I can really say about it. It's really good. Like I was, I want to play the next Trials game. Like it seems really fun. Um, yeah, super impressed by it. I can't understand now why it always gets really good reviews because it seems like a solid racing game and it's fun. Like it doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's definitely
1: more puzzle than it is racing, mm. you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. But, but uh, yeah, it's like that, that spirit of competition is definitely in it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Charles right. Rising. That
0: is out very soon. Awesome. Next month, a month from now. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. The last game we've got here is Far Cry New Dawn. I, um, I checked out Far Cry New Dawn yesterday. Sure. This is going to be a weird one to talk about. Um, mainly because it is a follow-up of Far Cry 5, which came out last year. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to be spoiled, Far Cry 5. Maybe skip forward a little bit. Because this directly, t- this directly leads on from the ending of Far Cry 5. That
1: is bananas.
0: <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, Far Cry Five and a, did you finish it?
1: Did I finish Far Cry Five? Uh, yes, in the end I did. Yeah.
0: So Far Cry Five is about uh, being a a police deputy who goes to this town uh, called Hope Hope County, and this crazy like um preacher named Joseph Seed is sort of influencing parts of the town and sort of taking over it. And, um, he's talking about how, like, the end is coming type thing. And eventually, fast forward, 30 hours later, you get to the end of the game, and you, as a protagonist, do not win. Um, Joseph ends up winning. And a nuclear bomb goes off inside of Hope County. Um, and the game sort of wraps up with you stuck in his, sort of like, fallout bunker. His fallout shelter. And and yeah, he basically wins. The bad guy wins. Um, This one is a game set seventeen years after the events of what happened after that bomb went off, and you are playing as a different different character, um, who is sort of in this world of Hope County and uh, interacting with sort of the people in that world and understanding kind of what has gone on since then and um yeah it is the, basically the same map as Far Cry 5 um, similar to what Far Cry Primal did when they released it's like same map as that other Far Cry game so this is the same map they've changed the aesthetic and and uh, bits and pieces in there um, the game is very vibrant there's a lot of colours going on very pinks and yellows like bright pinks and yellows um, a lot of green like it's very lush like it's gone ridiculously crazy uh, in terms of all the colours that are going on in the game now and um, that sort of spans across from all the characters you meet as well to the wildlife that is in the game and um, it's it's similar to Far Cry 5 or the Far Cry structure in terms of it being like a first person mm, like a there, there are survival elements in there you're crafting Still, you're hunting animals. You're upgrading weapons. Like all that stuff is definitely still there, but it feels like a let's try some new things and see how they fit. Like right. this is kind of like there. All right, let's try this and see how it go. Um, because it's gone light RPG. That's what they're calling it. Um, you have different tiered enemies that you can come across. There are, um, I believe, four different tiers. There are different tiered weapons that you can have. And so as you progress through the game, you'll get better and better weapons. And depending on the enemies that you come up against, if you've got a tier one weapon against a tier two enemy, you're gonna do less damage. Whereas if you've got a tier three weapon against a tier two or a tier one, then you'll do more damage because they damage resistant as, isn't as high. or that level three enemy that you're up against, maybe they're decked out in armor and you've got to get rid of their helmet first or shred some some of their body armor away before you start doing more damage. So it'll get more and more difficult as the game goes on. Um, and there are damage numbers that come off players, enemies, which is something different. Uh, that yeah, that is different. That yeah. surprised me the first time I saw it. But it's not like bullet spongy as... you like, it, like it, the division? Like... Yeah, yeah. Well, like the division. When you're, at least I didn't get, so I didn't get to experience um, some of the later stuff, but we, we were playing Act One, where I was coming up against level one and two characters, and occasionally tier three, um, like wildlife, and sometimes occasionally some higher stuff than that. I'll talk about that later. Um, sure. But it didn't feel like it was, oh, I'm just smashing all this stuff into this dude and not get anywhere like oh I, I, I'm not doing any damage but now his helmet's gone and all of a sudden I'm doing more damage because I'm hitting him in the head um, Right. so yeah very light RPG yeah, there is a home base that you start off at and there are uh, like a bunch of stations in this home base and it sort of ranges from like this is the, the herbal area where there's a bunch of plants set up or there's a weapons uh, bench And everything sort of starts off at level one. And then you go out and you scavenge for resources. You bring them back. And then you can be like, all right, I'm going to level up my uh, weapons bench. And that'll allow me to create uh, level two weapons now or um, things like that. So you're actually going out, completing these missions, side missions, uh, looking for this stuff in the world and then bringing them back to your base and leveling everything up. So Far Cry seventy six it's it's very far it's it's very um different like it's they're going for that post-apocalyptic game um with survival stuff in there so it's it's um i mean like far cry games have been pretty arcadey in the past but this is bringing it back a little bit um so it's definitely interesting like i enjoyed what i played but at the same time it's you're playing, an out, you're playing an open world game at a three-hour preview session. You really don't know how to... Like, if it gets any deeper than that or if it's going to yeah. be really samey. Um, so I started off, and they were just like, hey, this is act one of the game. You can just go out and do whatever you want. All this stuff is unlocked. Here's, there's like, 12, 13 missions. Um, here is... I'm pretty shocked on this. They gave us a booklet, and we're like, here are the missions. If you want to read the booklet, it'll give you a description of what each mission is if one of them sounds interesting to you then here's a map and it'll show you sort of where it is on the big world map and then you can go to that area and i'll kick it off for you because it it's um it seems to do like a exploration thing as well like oh you're running around in the world and all of a sudden you come across this weird bunker and you find a note and that triggers a mission for you or something like that or you'll you'll come across a person and they'll give you um like coordinates to an area to go and explore um so it's just not like there's bits and pieces on the map for you to go and look for. there's obviously a main quest line and like side missions that you can that'll show up on the map straight away for you um, quite similar to the last game where it was you don't actually have to do it in this specific order you can kind of do it in what order you want. similar sort of thing, but there are bits and pieces in the world that you can go out and it'll trigger it as you complete certain tasks um, in right. the game and so yeah I started off and went to. I was just, it was like, hey, here's the main mission, and it is halfway up the map. And I was like, I'm not going to get a car. I'm just going to run around and see what I can find. And I ended up in this area um, where there was a bunch of cages set up, and there were some guys in there, and they had all these dogs basically behind cages. And so I got rid of the guys, and then I unlocked a cage found this dog and he gave me a mission and was um it was to go and find the key to unlock the cages to all the other doors and then so I went and eventually found this key unlocked the other doors and then that dog became my like companion in the in the last game it was like a guns for hire remember you could get like the bear yep. and you could have people or like a like a Why c- would you? cougar cougar yep. yeah things like that and they would be your companion you could tell them to um, to follow you around, or go stand at this this mark on the ground, and or attack somebody, or distract them. And they each had their like abilities, perks, or benefits. Like, you know, th- this dog in particular could um, sense people that were around, so it'd mark them on the map for me. Sorry, it'd mark yeah. them in the environment, it'd highlight them, or it would go uh, looking for treasure in the world, or like crafting items. So, very dog-like abilities. And so, yeah, I just, that's just something I came across. And then eventually I ended up just wandering around. I did like an outpost in the game, um, which works a little bit differently these days. Um, So you remember in the last games, you'd clear an area, like it's like six or seven enemies in this area. You'd clear it and kind of like liberate it. And then your people would come in and sort of start living in that area. Um, So this one, what it does is you clear an outpost and you get resources from it. But there are different stages or different levels to that outpost. So you can decide to give the out, the outpost back up and it'll go to like a star two outpost. And you can go back in and then clear it again. But the, the enemies that are around there are harder this time. Uh, maybe there's a different way that you need to approach it. Um, but if you complete that, then you get even more resources than what you would have got the first time around. And there's three different levels to it. It gets to three stars. I think it's three stars. And... Um, so that could be quite uh, difficult. I did a level. Steve and I did a level two in co-op, and um, we barely scraped through uh, with that one. So, yeah, they've changed that mechanic up a little bit. You're not just clearing outposts, and now you're done with it. You can sort of risk reward type stuff. Okay. Yeah. What else was there? Um, the The map, although it's very like samey, the um. There were areas that I was surprised to come across. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Like, this looks familiar to me, but it's, it's like completely changed because uh, it looks different. There was one part in particular I remember where. Do you remember the crazy guy who was dealing with like electricity? and had like a giant ball set up in this cage. And he was um, like a conspiracy theorist talking about aliens and whatnot all the time. Did you ever come across him? No, you probably would have. I think he was. He was, he was the side character um, yeah and I came across like his house and the the bandits in the area managed to turn on his equipment again and they couldn't figure out how to or, or like the equipment turned on they couldn't figure out how to switch it off and so I cleared this entire area and you had to try and figure out how to switch off the machine it was a case of like follow the cables and then it led you to this house and you jump on top of the house and look through a window and break the lock off the door and then you climb off the roof and then walk in and Eventually, you'll find a lever that you switch the power off, and then go back outside, and then go down the hole, and there's treasure all of a sudden, um, and a bunch of perks and whatnot. So, just kind of running into those areas again. I mean, like, oh yeah, I remember this. looks familiar, but it just being different, like the colors being different, everything looking worn down and ruined, um, and that sort of stuff. Like, just triggering my memory of, oh yeah, I remember where we are in the map, because it's, uh, it like has that for you. There was the you remember the middle island where you first start far cry 5 and you come out of the bunker like walking past that and being like oh yeah i remember this part this is it looks different like there are less trees around i remember that area being like there are trees everywhere but obviously things haven't gone as good in that part so yeah less trees um there are there's still wildlife around they some of them look (laughs) like unique like there's a white deer running around and it's got antlers and shit um like they've tried to play with the way that some of that those creatures look and have been affected by the radiation and whatnot um at one stage steve and i were playing some co-op and we were in a fight and then a fucking bear showed up and then a cougar showed up and then the bear and the cougar were fighting each other and then a second bear showed up and awesome. we decided to leave because we ran out of ammo and we were just not getting anywhere. Um, sure. During one of the bits when I was playing, I found a, a bear and a wolf were fighting each other. And I was like, oh, all right, I'm getting ready to shoot the bear because this bear is going to just tear this wolf apart. And the wolf won. And I was like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? Because I was Super not... wolf. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. So I'm in trouble. Um, but like seeing the... the creatures interact with each other um like classic far cry stuff where you throw a molotov cocktail on the ground and then you've got a forest fire all of a sudden because the whole place is just spread and there's fire all over the place and you're standing in fire while a bear is attacking you um those like classic far cry moments which is fun so yeah i mean there i there's obviously stuff happening in the story i don't want to go too far into it um, just for spoiler reasons for this game but there are like the bad guys are these twins um, th- there's like Joseph Seed sort of um, he's like power over people is still very present like they're still trying to I guess get his like the things he was going for and like his beliefs they're still trying to push that onto other people um, so right. that's why you've sort of got these these bandits these that are still fighting amongst each other, like people that are trying to rebuild. While Joseph's presence is sort of very much, it's still very much there. I don't know if he's in the game at all. Um, I don't know if your character from the first game is is in the game somewhere. I am going to mm. take a stab and say maybe. Like I'd feel like they really good. Well, I don't know. I just it's not that long, unless they ended up killing each other in the bunker, right?
1: I sort of <laughs> figured that was what happened. Right. No? I don't know, man. Uh, maybe. I guess that would be a pretty good storytelling device. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Um, yeah, I, I just... I, I don't know where they're going to go with the story. Um, but there's definitely like stuff going on there. Because we're caught, sort of playing it out of order, and I only really played the one story mission. Um, yeah. Like Steve Wright who was next to me went and did something completely different to me. And he was on this other weird quest where he'd run into some of Joseph's people and they were like, they were under the assumption that he would now lead them and like spread the word of Joseph by, through this guy now. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, (laughs) I don't know where the story is going. Um, but it still seems I guess my biggest thing about... I, I, I liked Far Cry, but I didn't like the changes they made to the uh, hunting. And it doesn't look like they've um, they've really done much here to sort of improve that. Uh, the hunting works by you kill an animal, you skin it, you get its skin and its meat. And then you go and trade that skin in for um, some resources. Now, yeah. So back in the day when you played Far Cry, it's like you need to kill five bears and you'll get a bear pouch or like a level three bear pouch and that like there was incentive to go yeah let's go find the bear where's the bear at and we'll go find it and uh, we'll get this cool pouch out of it and i'll get more ammo something like that whereas this is it feels like you go kill bears and you trade them in for resources and they're worth this much resources so they're relying still less heavily on the hunting aspect um and for me like the hunting in Far Cry four was sorry, Far Cry Five was just a non a non thing. I didn't care about it, didn't want to do it, just didn't appeal to me at all. There was no real point. And it still feels the same here. Um the story of Far Cry Five, I thought it was I liked it. Um I know it was very divisive in terms of that ending. I thought the ending was ballsy. Um we don't see a lot of endings like that where the bad guy wins or like Yeah. I mean, The Avengers is one of the biggest movies that I can think of where you're like, oh, this is actually, it's not an Avengers film, it's a Thanos film. And yeah. the bad guy wins. Spoilers?
1: But... What? How did oh, you do that? Spoilers that only came the biggest, out last, biggest biggest motherfucker. last year. motherfucker. Know, yeah, you're like, I can't spoil fucking Far Cry 5. But uh, let me just fucking spoil The Avengers. Yeah, well, Easy peasy, baby. If you haven't seen Whoa. the biggest
0: film of last year, then that's your own fault. Um, it's
1: not anyone's fault. I, I feel like our audience
0: was, is on that already. Spoil it yeah so yeah like seeing seeing a developer take risk and sort of try and tell a different story as opposed what to about empire you
1: could have gone with empire
0: what's empire oh star wars yeah i thought you were talking about a tv show there's a tv show called empire right
1: no empire strikes back the bad guys <laughs> technically come out on top yeah in that one you know you could have gone with that nah fucking 2018 the kids don't film. know
0: what empire is these days joe they haven't seen it
1: Fucking unbelievable it's like a 40 year old film you probably don't even know what Empire is. The fucking young gun <laughs> over here. Yeah. yeah. I only ever watched Return of the Jedi.
0: Oh, no, the original trilogy. The, uh, the, the new trilogy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Episode, Episode one. one. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We're prequel memes now. Yeah. Sand. Uh, hello there. General Kenobi. Et cetera, et cetera. That fucking shit. Prequel memes have legit tricked people into thinking they love... The fucking prequels. Yeah. Like, people absolutely go to bat now saying that the prequels are the best Star Wars. Like, it's gone to the point now where people aren't sure if they're joking or not. They're like, I used to, this used to be a joke to me, but I've now watched these films so many times that I could find stupid memes that I actually kind of love them. Yep. Out of Stockholm syndrome anyway right yeah yeah you um, like the yeah. ending of
0: farcraft yeah so i like the ending i thought it was it was different that was to me i was pretty like oh, it's a fine game it's okay um yeah. but i thought the ending i enjoyed that part of it like oh shit all right this is different um whereas a lot of people yeah. didn't like so like oh man really <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious to see sort of if they expand on that or sort of like what happened to those
1: characters afterwards um yeah
0: well i don't know if I'm they sure do you'll find them because now, like
1: the more i thought about it and the, the more i'm sure you'll find out but the thing
0: right. was like you're a silent protagonist right in in yeah. those games so yeah having that character come up and then all of a sudden like then what you've got two characters that now don't talk to each other because you've got yourself mm-hmm. talking to a character from the last game who doesn't talk um so, yeah, maybe we do run into Joseph at some stage, which would be interesting. Like,
1: they could, you know, skewer it. They could put a lampshade on it by having him go to talk and then die, like get killed. Sure. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Get sniped or something.
0: But at the same time, would you remember what your character looked like? Like, I don't think they... It's a first-person no, no. game, right? So you don't really...
1: But they'd have, like, oh, he's coming out of the bunker. Oh, I wonder if it's Joseph or if it's the deputy. Oh, my God. And then he no. steps out and he's like... And goes to talk, and then a fucking sniper bullet blows his brains out. And you're like,
2: oh, shit!
1: Oh, fuck! <laughs> or Joseph's behind him with the gun and blows his brains out. And he's like, ah. Yeah. Arr. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play. I think
0: it'll be fine. Um, they didn't fix the co-op. The co-op is still not fixed. Well, I'm out. That was the first thing I asked. Uh, the progression works the same way as the last one, where you... Um, the host's progression for the story content plays on, but the person that is joining the host, um, the only thing they take back with them is the resources and the the leveling up they've done for Ludicrous. everything else. Um, they it's don't so, so ridiculous. Yeah, you don't get any story progress. You don't get any. Um, only the host can upgrade their stations um, on their base, so you can't yeah. upgrade like the base and it saves like if you're. Oof if you're not the host so yeah um, that's cooked that's still cooked. something they need to sort out for the next Far Cry game yep but otherwise yeah it's hard to tell man like again it's I think what I played is fine um, yeah I enjoy Far Cry games um, they're doing some different things here that are not expected in a Far Cry game like having the, the light RPG with damage numbers coming off people um, yeah and then sort of how far that'll like, will it become bullet spongy? Because uh, one of the outposts that we did do, there was a uh, gold gold level. I guess he's above the, the last tier. And he's supposed right. to be there when you're playing co-op. And so he, oh, okay. he this dude rolled up and we weren't doing much damage to him at all. And then I eventually got uh, Steve to kite him around uh oh well steve was getting shot at and i was like steve run here um so steve right. ran to the point where i was on a mounted machine gun and then i oh, just yeah. let rip on this dude and he nice. was ragdolling ridiculously like a motherfucker all over the place and i killed him um, that's what you get yeah and the dev behind me was like "Oh, he's like screaming oh my god yes <laughs> um so yeah like i don't know man cool. i think it's gonna be an interesting experiment for them yeah to go up and get, like, it's the fucking showdown between, <laughs> they're making a Fallout game, or like, they're taking on Fallout, like, will this be the better Fallout game? It's obviously not going to be as hard, RPG, hardcore RPG as a Fallout game, um, yep. but you've got, uh, like, Rage, Rage is coming out, Rage 2, uh, post-apocalyptic yeah. game, and, they're both very similar, art styles, going for those bright pinks, and bright yellows, and, yeah, it's very coincidental. Um, mm. So yeah, we have a post-apocalyptic wall, a post-post-apocalyptic wall, and um, let's see who wins that one. But I'm like, I'm keen to play more Far Cry. I Always like Far Cry. It's just yep. a leveling degree of Far Cry. Like Far Cry, it was three was it was on my top five. Yeah, and I feel like four might have been my fifth or something like that. Like it was still up there. But they've gone to the point where 5 was... Yeah, it was Far Cry, but they didn't do enough to change the formula. And then the stuff they did change felt like it was a, a back step for me. Um, yeah. So maybe they'll learn things from this one. Maybe some of the RPG stuff will work. Maybe it won't. And then we'll find out in the next game sort of how that pans out. But I don't know. Looks looks okay to me. Looks fine. We'll see how it ends up. Cool. Yep.
1: I think that's it. All That's
0: it let's do some news let's do some news mortal kombat 11 was not revealed that's what i've got written down here um i guess the gameplay was revealed we've seen the uh at the game awards they did the actual reveal as cinematic and this one is some gameplay now um yeah as expected scorpion is in the game shocker yeah shocking um it looks really good like from what from what I've seen so far. I mean the last all the Mortal Kombat games since they ended up rebooting it basically have been solid. Like this last run of Mortal Kombat DC Mortal Kombat DC I keep all playing. Both of them have, I think have yeah. been
1: really good fighting games. I think Mortal Kombat has been better than Injustice, to be honest. Yeah. Uh especially most recently. I didn't like Injustice 2 at all. Hmm. Um but Mortal Kombat 10 was awesome right um yeah and they are
0: um attempting to tell interesting stories in them as well that's something that we i th- don't see in any other fighting games really yeah like that's nether realms like style of storytelling is sort of the first time we have seen them be like all right yeah we know this is stupid but they try and interweave it with the single player stuff i think it's worked pretty well um, the last couple of times, even with the weird like time travel shit that was going on at one stage.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it did get kind of <laughs> out of hand. Yeah. But I guess it's always been semi-out cheesy, of um, like, Pretty weird,
0: yeah. And strange. Yeah. Um, they had a bunch of pro fighters playing. I, I watched the game with uh, Sonic Fox playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is really good. A lot of fun. Um, very close game of... <laughs> of uh back and forward points so and man like them playing a game that's not even out yet but because they're so good at fighting games and in particular like these are guys like fighting games it seems like every year like oh this is the fighting game we play and one year it's like mortal kombat and the next year it's street fighter and then they move from street fighter to injustice like these guys have played all these different games and they still know button combinations from the last mortal kombat game and they can jump into this one and pull off ridiculous yeah. things and you're just watching and you're like what is going on um yeah so and i'm sure that they, some of these guys are probably maybe part of the development process as well like i don't know but i'm guessing they get in pro players every once in a while to be like all right what do you think of, of this build what should we change um like how does it feel but watching like two pros um or like those they had a tournament watching a bunch of pros play it Um, it looks solid it looks really good like fast paced Um, seems to handle well the uh, fatalities and the um, like it seems you know how that x-ray moves in there at one stage there's like really quick quick ones like that in there now um, which are sort of like one hit moves um, okay which uh, look fun but it looks solid like they seem to be still knocking it out of the park with those those fighting games and now they're all um, yeah, so I'm excited I'm excited to check it out Like, I, I didn't get as deep you remember when that first um, demo came out for that reboot Mortal Kombat and we'd, we were playing it like before the podcast yeah. for uh, six weeks or something and then we'd finish the podcast and then we'd play more Mortal Kombat and that was just a yep. demo like, <laughs> eventually that game came out I still played a, a ton of it but that was the resurgence of Mortal Kombat like alright Mortal Kombat is back um, and they've they've made some really good games since then. I've played all of them. I've really enjoyed all of them. Um, I enjoy watching them. I feel like the most when whenever we see an Evo, um, just because yep. I feel like every time I watch Street Fighter or something like I don't get fucking flamed now. I don't know. I just don't like watching Street Fighter that much. As much as I still enjoy bits of it, but it, it, the most part, it's just like I feel like just blocking all the time and just nothing exciting <laughs> happening. Um, whereas... You,
1: you should be fine for that. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna get smashed. Um, um whereas other games, like, oh, was it, was it the Marvel one? Marvel and X-Men, um... Was it all the Marvel characters in X-Men? What was that called?
1: Marvel vs. Capcom?
0: Might have been Marvel vs. Capcom, one where you'd, like, three people tagged in. Yeah. Years and, years and years ago, Capcom. yeah. And there was stupid stuff happening on the screen, like explosions, there was three characters fighting each other at the same time. I yeah. didn't know what was going on in that game, but... Uh, it looked pretty like you shit was going on like it was always explosions and looked like mayhem and then you'd be like oh Jung you want to play and he'd be like it, he'd be doing like triple fucking knocking people up in the air and then comboing and then calling in a tag team partner and then they'd hit you and then the third guy would come in and hit you and you never want to play with Jung because yeah. he took it
1: too seriously um, yeah or, jo- or Jay Jay was like that yeah. like yeah you could just pick up any fucking fighting game. Yeah. and Destroy me at it. But so I liked it's watching unfair.
0: I liked watching it as, as a competitive yeah. game because it was it just looks so dumb.
1: I just don't like getting
0: disrupted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas Injustice and Mortal Kombat I like that from a fighting game like viewing experience like they're, they're fun to watch. Right. Except when they let they do fatalities at the end. And you know they're only doing it because they're at a tournament and they're getting paid. <laughs> to be there and people want to see the fatalities right otherwise you just punch
1: them right of course yeah. in a tournament yeah yeah well they skip through fucking x-rays and shit so yeah, yeah um you should watch cool. some videos i just did while you were talking that were good Works good yeah uh there's a couple look up um mk11 fatalities compilation that's what i was watching yeah so it was a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've watched, I've watched a bunch of them. It looks they, sick. They, they, that looks awesome. Um, MP, NPD sales 2018. I haven't seen this, so I've got no idea. I just opened the list. Um, top 20 games, 2018. We'll go through each one, and we'll talk about them and review them. As we... Uh, no? What are you shaking your
1: head for? Oh, fucking two hours isn't long enough for <laughs> podcasts. Podcasts for our podcast any, anymore. It's got to be fucking eight hours, apparently. Let's go. I thought let's, you'd be Let's on. do Go the list. Uh, go to the list. Num- go to the list. 20. No, I'm just kidding. Um. So, number one. on. Do it. No, we'll do it real quick.
0: We'll do it real quick. Go. We start at 20. Yep. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Didn't play. Didn't play it. Don't care. Didn't play it. Next. Super Mario
1: Party. Didn't play it. Garbage. I hated it. Legend of Zelda
0: Breath of the Wild. Didn't play it
1: last year. Uh, it's fucking awesome, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's cool it's still selling yeah it's next uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z cool can, yeah. awesome rad nice oh, what's that 16 17 17 okay 16 is next. Call of Duty World
0: War 2 wow Call of Duty's a big, big game
1: yeah uh, I guess that was
0: the year before right so yeah makes sense
1: I guess there was a portion of the year where there was no Call of Duty Black Ops 4 for them to buy so yeah, yeah. makes sense
0: next 15 Super Mario Odyssey
1: ugh 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 next 14 Battlefield 5 14 fucking hell that's low is this not including digital sales or some shit yes it is so this is just not not PC
0: well I guess yeah it doesn't include digital sales right for okay. this particular for this one okay, okay. sorry PC uh, digital sales and yeah just PC um 13 FIFA 19 okay 12 is Mario Kart 8 is that really yeah is that the deluxe one, or...
1: Must be the the Switch deluxe or whatever the fuck yeah. it was. Yeah. Alright, 11
0: is Grand Theft Auto V, which is Fucking crazy. Still going strong. That, That's bananas. it's yeah. like seven years old or some shit. Yeah, that, it, that a game stuff. that old is still on that list. <laughs> and at 11. What? Oh, it's at 11. Yeah, it yeah. broke yeah. into the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10 was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Nice. 9, Monster Hunter World. Blew. 8... God of War 2018, which was a PS4 exclusive platform. Right, pretty, yeah. Pretty so
1: it's pretty good for a PS4 exclusive.
0: Yeah. Far Cry uh, 5 was number seven.
1: Wow. Beat God of War.
0: I guess multi-platform. multi-platform. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man was number six. Also a PlayStation 4 exclusive. So PlayStation's highest selling tank. I mean, we knew that. They sent out press releases saying it was their biggest game. Um, yeah. Number five, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. <laughs> yep I um, don't care here you go Madden 4 uh, Madden NFL 19 at number
1: 4 4th wow that's big bananas that's huge, yeah. that is huge. Uh,
0: 3 is NBA 2K19 kind of expected it's I I think I say this all the time it's the biggest one of the biggest selling games every year yep um, basketball's big and uh, number 2 Call of Duty Black Ops 4 also kind of expected Phew. a lot of people yep. do not like Call of Duty but there you go; it's on their, that list, and I made good Call cool. of Duty. Yeah, and uh, number one was Fortnite. Classic. No, I'm just joking. It's uh, Red Dead Redemption two.
1: Obviously, Red Dead Redemption two. Um, yeah, that's yeah some surprises, I guess, uh, sort of force you to rethink about like how you look at certain games. I mean, I'm um, obviously that's U.S. skewed, right? That's not worldwide, is it? Uh,
0: NPD is... I think it's just US, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, Madden, you know, doesn't have this big an impact outside of the States. Right. Um, Whereas I'd say NBA does. But you you would expect... I I wouldn't be surprised if FIFA and and Madden swapped outside of the States. Yeah, Europe. Or FIFA, uh, like swapped into nba's spot and nba went to man's spot or something like that you know like i wouldn't be surprised by that um yeah it's it's definitely one of those things that uh yeah you just don't sort of think about it. a lot of those games i didn't think did as well as they evidently did hmm. um, which is awesome nice cool and yeah some billions of dollars or some shit right what was billions of dollars They've, like Americans spent billions of dollars on games oh, last could. year. Forty-three billion dollars on video games in twenty eighteen. Digital not tracked. That's physical purchases only. Right. That is insanity. That's huge. Uh, cool. All right. Next up, we got PUBG news because it's been a while, Joe. I don't
0: care. Uh, Vikendi, a new map. I don't the care. Snow map is out on PC. Um, I don't consoles. care. And the other reason I put this up here is don't the, the next part I want to talk about. Um, sure. Uh, PUBG players, or content creator, uh, found out or discovered that uh, weapon recoil is affected by frame rate. So if you have a higher, re- uh, higher frame rate, then your recoil will be higher. Um, Wacky Jackie ended up doing a video series of this and tested it. And... Um, yeah, man. He found out that uh, there's a big video, like a, a video going around of him, I guess, capping his frame rate at certain at certain uh, frames. And right. um, just the basic things of like, if your frame rate as is at 30 and then the next one is at 31, like the difference that it does in recoil is, is pretty substantial. Um, really? So I believe that the higher your frame rate is, the higher up the recoil will go. Um, so Jesus it's doing something I, I think that's the way it was working i'm not 100 percent sure is spectacular but there's a graph going around of like here's the different frame rates and depending on what frame rate you hit here's how quickly your bullets will come out of your gun and also how high your recoil will go so that's why you you'd have pros or whatever going to tournaments and sort of having their guns feel a bit off because they're running on different pcs or um there's a good slow-mo video that he's put up in this one in particular of like him shooting the gun and like one of the guns finishing before the other gun and the recoil being so much higher on the gun that's still going. Um, so yeah, it's a big problem. Uh PUBG amazing. Corp is obviously um, they know about it now, <laughs> which is nuts. And they're going At least they already fixed PUBG, right? Yeah, they're going to address it. Is at some stage. I was supposed to address it. The other day, and they did not yet, um, they put an update out, I think this morning, I read,
1: that... Um, Nobody knew how hard it is to not make your game do idiotic shit. Nobody knew. This is straight Nobody out of the first the book, hard. this one. It is a, it is a 76er. <laughs> um, yeah. Fucking hell. That is amazing. That is staggering to me. Holy shitballs. Uh, yeah. Did I see correctly that... Um, Aussie servers no longer work as well? You get redirected straight to AS servers? I mean, that's sure. how it's always been, right?
0: Um, but As far as I'm aware, they're still online.
1: Okay. I thought I saw someone got a... Uh, a message saying... They were being re- redirected or
0: something. Well, yeah. they So they changed the... Um, the way... That... Uh, you connect to a server. You don't choose anymore. You just you just press play and it picks it for you. And so if it's detecting that there's a low player population, then it'll just automatically dump you into a, a different server region. Um, so they, I guess they've been doing that for a while anyway. The just the message was just never there. And uh, I mean, it's it's just instantaneous, basically. It's always been instantaneous. There's never a wait like, oh, we've searched for three minutes, so we're going to dump you into another queue. It was always right. you'd press search and then dump you in into SEA straight away. Um, right. Unless you're playing third person, then it'd, for whatever reason, you'd get games. But fucking who knows what they're doing over that company. Mm-hmm. Um, I would fully expect them to shut those servers down at some stage. Maybe the one year anniversary of when they fucked it up in the first place. That'll be what, March or oh, April? Yeah. Um, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be a nice way to, to cap it off. But I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've been watching a lot of the pros and it looks like the pro scene in Australia is pretty dead now um they're all trying to get na teams like the last two weeks i've seen a lot of people saying they're looking for teams in na yeah um i think linksy is now in an na team is that
1: extreme 2g's in one as well right yeah so yeah linksy extreme 2g i saw zoid was trying to get on one yeah
0: i feel like that they they've definitely killed the australian scene like even further because all the pros are now leaving um so yep. that games, I, I feel like that that game will have its servers pulled, and I look forward to the day that they are uh, they blame it on low population.
1: It's happened a dozen <laughs> times already. Yeah. Yep.
0: All right, let's move on cool. to Resident Evil Two Remake. The IGN yeah, so,
1: review. So this was a, a bit of an interesting one. I, I want to chat about it because, uh, obviously. Um, it's you know, it is it is a bit of game journalism news and we do talk about that inside baseball type shit. Yeah. uh fairly often here. Um and JB Johnny Bravo uh pointed out on our Discord channel. Uh but yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird one. So basically they reviewed Resident Evil Two and they were quite confused uh as to how they were to go about uh ...unlocking the other campaign... ...the Claire campaign... ...so they beat it from Leon's point of view... ...and they couldn't work out how to... F- ...do Claire's version... ...and... Uh, ...yeah they were... ...pretty confused... ...and then once... ...so they they must have just sort of... ...shitted in... ...so they were like oh, it's just the... the ...same content... Uh, ...same enemies... ...just different playable characters... Mm-hmm. ...so slightly different weapons... ...which is of course... Not how Resident Evil Two works, uh, and it's not how Resident Evil Two Remake works, and I think it would definitely not have a fucking ninety-two or whatever the fuck it currently is on Metacritic if it was such a radical departure from the actual uh, construction, the 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 way that Resident Evil Two original worked. Like, it just people would shit the fucking bed. Like, the fan would be covered in feces. Um, so yeah, it was it was a weird. Weird way to sort of uh, half justify um, that they had done the work or whatever. But um, yeah, he, uh, they, they, IGN were quick, pretty quick, after they got, you know, negative reactions uh, to rectify. Uh, the situation by issuing a retraction, bumping the score up. Mm-hmm. And then, but the, the, what they did was they, they struck out. Right. So they left it in uh, but they didn't remove it. They didn't pretend like they never made this mistake. Uh, and they owned up to it at the top of the review. And I think they did a good job. You know, I, I think obviously you don't want to fuck up. You don't want to see fuck ups like that. This one's a pretty hefty fuck up. Uh, and it was a pretty easily uh, verifiable fuck up like the question should have been asked is it really that different from the original Um, but I you know I guess it slipped through for whatever reason sure Uh, and so yeah I think the way they handle it afterwards is really good letting it get there in the first place not so good uh, yeah, should never have gone to that. But yeah, I think they handled it really well. I have a question for you. Sure. I uh, do. You think it's the reviewer's fault though?
0: If if I because if I was reviewing that game, yeah, I wouldn't play New Game Plus. I probably wouldn't play it, and then I'd never know it was there.
1: Uh, I think. Have you? Did you play Resident Evil 2 the original? I, I did. I don't think I ever finished it. No, I never finished it. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, like... I don't know. I th- I feel like you uh You should know. No. You should know that you can play as both Leon and Claire. Alright. Because it is a remake, right? If it was fucking Resident Evil 8... Yeah. I 100% agree with you. Uh, although, personally, I'd probably fire up New Game Plus just to see if it was... I'd probably fire it up just to see if it was fucking a higher health situation, you know, the increased difficulty via higher health. I'd probably do it just, just for my own edification. Right. But I wouldn't blame someone for not doing that. Right. However, being that it is a remake of uh, an immensely popular game, an immensely uh, famous game, one of the most celebrated survival horrors of all time. Mm -hmm. I feel like you should know that at the very least, you if you haven't played as Claire, you're supposed to play as Claire. You know. On. Oh, okay, yeah. Whichever uh, character you do, haven't played as.
0: Do you, so does it tell you at the start of the game there's two characters to choose from, or do you play the game and you're playing as one character, and the second time uh, you played it, it plays as someone else? You get to pick? I don't know, man. Yeah.
1: I haven't played it, uh, but I presume it allows you to pick at the start and so you would go then go back and play as the other but it's not new game plus in that sense it's a different game claire and leon have different storylines they play differently they go to different parts like they face different puzzles it's it's like it's similar they right. face similar puzzles or from the same like from different perspectives they sometimes face the same puzzle from different perspectives sure. or stuff like that but, yeah, it, it's definitely similar. But like, that's part of the charm of the game. Right. Is the way that they, you know, uh, re, uh, rejig how you're supposed to look yeah. at like, the world. You know, at the Raccoon City PD and stuff.
0: Um, so I think it's, it comes down to how clear the game presents itself as there being two different playthroughs. Like, if it, if it doesn't explain that there's a second playthrough and that it's different from the first, um, or if it's, like... Because I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it plays. I haven't played Resident Evil 2 Remake. If it's, like, pick your character. Both games are different, whatever. If it's just, like, pick your character and you you just literally picking a person and then you finish the game and then it's, like, new game plus or, or start a new game or whatever and then you can just pick the other character this time, like... I probably would have missed it as well I guess it just depends on how clear it makes it out to be in the first place like how old school has it gone with that
1: having not played it yeah. having not yeah got it I, I wouldn't be able to say but yeah I don't know I, I, I do think there is merit to your argument I just don't think I think Resident Evil 2 is an exception right
0: because I mean there, there are games say uh, God of War Spider-Man where you go new game plus and it says it'll be the same game as what you played, but you get to carry over, or you, or you get to carry over all your abilities and all your items, blah blah blah. And sometimes it'll tell you that when you finish the game. Like I guess it, if it makes it clear that that it's a different game and not just a um literally a, a different asset you're walking around in, um then I. I'm yeah. looking at a
1: screen and. Uh... Yeah, it's got like uh it's it's it says play through the second scenario from the beginning when you're on new game second run or new game plus as it were. Yeah. So it does feel like it's telling you. Mm. It's it's being pretty fucking descriptive. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Um i was more interested in i thought ign's response was good um i think you know it was a fuck up in the beginning um yeah yeah i don't know all right it's it's, it's a it's a tricky one so it that would, never happened
0: they quickly turned it around and then gave an extra two points did you say or point two point
1: point two yeah so they lifted it from a 8.8 to a nine
0: it's just to appease people that sounds like
1: I would say so. Yeah. Uh I don't think they should have done that. But like they're in a tricky position, I guess. I mean you can't yeah. leave it as it was. I'm sure there's point. a lot
0: of people giving them shit.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. Um Yeah. Not good. Uh it's never it's never a good when like it always makes it harder on everyone else reviewing games and stuff when this kind of stuff happens, but what are you gonna do? Uh yeah shit happens right
0: okay should we move oh that's it that's it awesome we can wrap things up um what do we what do we got here uh we can you can find this show the gap iTunes, android windows store um all those fun podcast places uh you can find it on the gap or the podcast you type that in we'll show up and you can rate and review us on those platforms as well to help other people find the show and we appreciate you doing that if you can help us out um, you can also find us on places like uh, Spotify now if you go yep. to thegapodcast.com slash Spotify you can listen to us as well from there which is cool uh, if you want cool. to send us any questions you can do so on social media oh sorry on email thegapodcast at gmail.com as well as our discord page thegapodcast.com slash discord did we have yep. any questions this week Job? no no that's good it's not, not good. Maybe it's not good. Let's have some questions. Yeah. Um, so you can jump in there. You can ask questions. You can play with other people. Um, see thieves, battlefield, anthem this weekend. I'll be playing some anthem. Um, so probably looking for people to play with that. And cool. yeah, otherwise just general, general talking, general chatting in there.
1: Some chatting. Yep. Yeah. You see all my stupid Twitter videos? Did you, see, did you watch my 2018 Farming Sim Championships highlights? Not yet, no. It's pretty good. It's high quality. Right. Uh, yeah. Took me about 30 minutes to chop that one together. It was pretty dumb. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, you can also cool.
0: find us on social media Twitter.com slash GA podcast, Facebook.com slash GA podcast. Or you can go to our website, which is the JIPodcast.com. It's got all the links to things we just talked about, including all the past episodes of our show, if you want to go listen to our nine-and-a-half-hour Game of the Year show. It's still there. You could definitely check it out.
1: Yep. You definitely can. <laughs> it's long. You definitely
0: should. Yeah. Um, if you also want to help support this show on Patreon, you can do that. It helps us pay for things like server costs... And uh Jerb's terrible drinking habit, but that's cool. It's nearly we're nearly getting over that one. Um you never will. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash G A podcast. Um and we appreciate everyone that helps support the show everyone. Including it's this awesome. this new uh, Patreon member, John B. Um John I B. wrote down Johnny Bravo
1: because I'm like, maybe
0: maybe 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 it is Johnny but Maybe
1: it's not, maybe it's a different John B. Maybe there are multiple John B's to listen to the show. Johnny Bravo plays Battlefield with us quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, we shorten his name to JB. Yeah. And it gets very confusing because it sounds like Joby in the heat of battle. Mm. He'll be like, uh, JB, I need some fucking heals. And uh, I'll be like, I'm not even a fucking medic. Like, get the fuck off my back. I'm over here. i like, I can give you some ammo, but I can't get... And- It'll be like, no, I was talking to Johnny Bravo. Just fucking chill out, Joe. I tried to pitch that he had to have a different name, but it wasn't about it. So, uh, whatever. <laughs> hey, hey, health boy. Yeah. Yeah, we we'll just call him, yeah, health boy. That's good. Yeah. Um,
0: cool. So, yeah, appreciate that, John B. Whoever you may be. Thanks, John.
1: Um, and thank
0: you to all the rest of our patrons, of course. Yeah. It doesn't pay for Joe's drinking habit, by the way. It was a joke.
1: Yeah. It was a joke. Nothing. The <laughs> other thing that pays for that is the relationship I have with my wife. <laughs>
0: nice. Um, <laughs> and I think that's it. Have you got anything on to pimp out this week? Any writing?
1: Yeah. Head to Red Bull. Check out my uh, interview with Dominic Raymonds. Uh, he's the head of Gfinity Australia. Um, just did a sort of a bit of a post-mortem on uh, season two of Gfinity Elite Series. And... Uh, you know, looking ahead to the next year of it as well. Uh, so check that out. And you got a shit ton of stuff, don't you? I got a or bunch. Got... Yeah.
0: So obviously Metro Exodus went up last week, which we also yep. talked about. You got to read about that. Um, trials rising, my preview for that one up. All of this is on survivor.com. Um, I've got an interview or yeah, I think I'll do one interview, one interview going up with professor fat shady, who I talked about, uh, in the trials rising stuff. I'm um, an Australian content nice. creator turned part-time developer helping them teach filter casuals how to play trials rising and um really cool dude very insightful very polite like seems like he's um he's probably got a good video series Um, i'm pretty sure i'm
1: friends with him on on xbox live yeah and the main reason i friended him was because i could see his ghosts and I could work out how to fucking smash shit from his ghosts because he'd always have these sick times, and I would like just like mimic uh, his his movements uh, because he was way ahead of everyone else.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. interesting. Like, I we see we've seen it a lot. Game critics become game designers or being brought into game studios to work yep. on games, um, but I've not seen it a lot with. With YouTubers or content creators that much, especially in Australia, I don't know if I've heard of that before. So that's cool. Good on him. Um, nice one. Yeah. So I, I talked to him about. I didn't talk to him about the game at all. I talked to him about him, um, like his nice. his journey and how he got to where he is. And uh, do you remember a, a couple of years back they had a weird riddle in Trials, one of the Trials games, and like they hit a bunch of keys around the world, or or something like that, and then one of the keys is going to open a a box under. The Eiffel Tower in a hundred years? I Do not remember that?
1: It was like this giant ARG. I do remember there was a massive ARG in trials, yeah. So
0: the conclusion to that was like, some dude found a key, and it's going to open, it had like a note with, be at this spot at 2113 or something like that, and uh, use your key to open this box. So it's like, we're not going to know what is in that box, basically, but... Um, I talked to him about that like what he thought it was going to be <laughs> just the <stupid>. antidote <laughs> yeah a box so is what nothing, joke you'll see nothing you? uh, so yeah anyway that's cool. you can go read that I'll probably put that up uh, next week sometime and um, and the other thing we'll talk about next week we, we, we checked out some rage too uh, but we can't talk about it yet so um, very true by the time that embargo is next podcast anyway so yeah that's fine but busy, busy week. Um, yep. More stuff next week. Even like tons of stuff. Uh, you're away for the weekend, uh, as yep. you said. You're going to
1: Japan. Japan. That should be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that Mario Kart thing. Nice. Right through the streets of Japan. Uh, managed to book that in. Uh, I had to get my fucking international driver's license. Cool. Which was easier than I thought it would be. But um, yeah so uh absolutely gonna get that done it was uh it was actually harder to book like get a booking for that than uh getting the license itself right but, how, how like why was it harder uh because you've got to go through this like they've got like a uh, this weird web app and then so i was navigating that thing but it it didn't really work and it seemed like it was largely in Japanese and so I had Google Translate going overtime and then uh, I like tried to book on TripAdvisor but that didn't work right because uh, it was too close to the date and then um, I saw that you can book via their Facebook and I did that and that was it hmm. easy peasy done <laughs> are you just doing that by yourself or yeah I'm doing it by myself right uh, yeah that should be cool that'll be f- all right, and when just, when do you get back next? Early next week, yeah, Wednesday, I think. So
0: you missed out on the long weekend.
1: I do, yeah. I'm working through, I suppose, but uh, I'll be in Japan, so I don't mind so much. All right, so be... um, yeah, so I'll be
0: playing Anthem with Nate. Is the do you know if the demo will still be running when you get back?
1: I don't think it will be. Oh,
0: that's surely it will. Like, aren't they doing a VIP demo that lasts longer for?
1: Isn't it 25 to 29? nine? Didn't I thought it just started earlier. Oh, okay. So you get back and it's done, is it? I believe so. Right. Uh, no. VIP takes place from 25 to 27. It might have like the regular demo kicks off again the next weekend or something like that. Yeah. Maybe I can play that. And
0: look, yeah, depending on maybe it'll just be a shit show and they'll end up extending it for a couple of days or...
1: That is true. That something. is a possibility. Goes, man.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, that'll be cool. I've... Uh, yep. I think I can talk about... It. I've... Solidified um, Rainbow Six Siege Invitational again for this year. Oh, so, Canada. I'm going to Canada in like, like two weeks. I think for um, awesome. I'll be uh, following Fnatic. Fnatic are over there again. they will be competing yep. for the big prize pool. Um, that's yep. cool because they they um, they stomped pretty hard at the last big major tournament. They knocked out yeah. EG. Um, they did. Uh, Norango knocked out the other NA
1: team. Uh, right. Will Dizzle be playing? Dizzle will be coaching this time. <laughs> Maybe that do have the magic. Maybe they don't have the magic. Unless someone's got to go case. fucking Tanya Harding fucking magnet again, like go up with a cricket bat and get him in the knees. Right.
0: Um, so that
1: Dizzle can sub in. You
0: know? They released the group stages. I think yesterday I saw them. Right. Uh, okay. I think we got a good chance. Um, yeah, we're not in any of the groups with EG or um, the the team that won last, that's won like four major tournaments. Yeah, they're now called G2, but last year they were um, under a different name. So like, we're not in that group, which is good. Yeah, like every time we go to an esports tournament and stress like, oh, we're in trouble. We're in a group with like the number one seed. um, But I think the way that they've played recently has probably put them, quite high in the grouping stage and so yeah. they're in a maybe they've been ranked fourth and they're in their own group with people that I'm like there's still some good groups in there. there's like um I think an injury in Pajamas is in there but they're not we're not against like the one or two number seed which is I think very handy for our situation uh, so I'm excited to hopefully get there and watch them play because that will again take place before the main event uh, top two teams will go through the main event and um I'm hoping, yeah, the Australians do make it through. So should be fun. I enjoyed it last year in, yep. in Canada, um, especially considering the Australians did make it through, and so fingers crossed that that happens again. But otherwise, I'm sure there'll be some cool Rainbow
1: Six Siege uh, Year
0: 4. Is that what we're at at the moment?
1: Yeah, Year 4. <laughs> year 4 content. There better be fucking Aussie operators or expect you to riot. Yeah. If you don't riot, <laughs> I will be pissed. Right. Um, no. so I, I have some more info about that hopefully in the next couple of weeks and
0: exactly what's going down, but it should be fun. I thought you nice. were going to go this year, but it's just me and Nate
1: again. Yeah. One day. That sucks. One day. It's, it's, it's becoming my new QuakeCon. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I've given up on the idea that I'll ever be able to go to QuakeCon. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get to go to this War Rainbow Six tournament. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I reckon you'll end up at a Dota tournament before me.
1: Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> that'd be yeah.
0: The worst. <laughs> I'm going to throw that in your fucking face. I'm
1: going to throw it in your face so hard. Or go to the international or something. Yeah. that will be good. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Yeah, cold. All right. Cool. cool. That's it. Um, It hasn't been as hot
0: as what I thought it would be. Like, it's still still warm wearing these headphones on. with no I'm chilly. With no fan. Well, I've got my fan off to help the audio a little bit.
1: Right. Yeah. You can't hear my ear, though. I can't hear and, it, no. It gets cold. It's it's chilly. You know, it's poor old for poor old Jobo, who's getting a bit chilly. It's got to go. Put some long pants on, or just turn the aircon down, up. <laughs> is whatever. it is it hot in Japan, or you're going to be? Is it cold? cold? It's it's fucking freezing. Right, it's like sub zero. I think it might even snow or some shit. Cool. Yeah, That sounds exciting. I'm about it
0: um, oh the last thing I can pimp out is if you want to watch the show on YouTube you can go to youtube.com slash the podcast, or just go to the com slash YouTube I think both of those will take you there and um, nice. I'll have some game footage up hopefully of Far Cry with this one if you want to check that out on that channel okay, cool. um, nice. and I took a little bit oh, I'm going to take a little bit of footage of um, uh, Katana Zero you check out what that game is,
1: like I think that's it that's the show Sorry. See you next time. Tights. Bye.